Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Listen, all you New Yorkers. Taxi. This is the 77 WABC minicast. Welcome back to Let the Record Show with Chairman Jesse Garcia of the Republican Party. Jesse is the vice chair of the state Republican Party here in New York State, as well as the county chair of the Suffolk County Republican Party. I'm Judge Richard Weinberg. We're happy that you're back with us this week. So, Jesse, I have to tell you something. A very troubling event just happened at the University of California, Berkeley, one of the most prestigious schools in the United States. And that is there was an event by a Jewish group inviting an IDF, that is an Israeli Defense Force soldier, to talk about the issues going on in Gaza, particularly about the efforts of the IDF to uh, prevent as much as humanly possible uh, deaths of of civilians, uh, how Hamas traps their own civilians, uses them as, as human shields, as well as uh, puts munition and ammunition in, in hospitals, in schools, and UN facilities. This was a very, very big deal, and there was a big audience for this, and a group of pro-Palestinian, pro-Hamas supporters broke through the glass, rushed the, uh, the audience, and it had to be stopped. The security was insufficient at the University of California, Berkeley, and the uh, pro-Palestinian rioters went around changing, chanting, we won, we won, we won. And in fact, they did one because they they suppressed the freedom of, of speech. So what we have here is we have the Arab street, the savage Arab street, the mindless Arab street, which is filled with hatred coming to our own university campuses. What say you? I think this is wrong. This is a perfect example of how academia is shortchanging our our young people and shortchanging the leadership qualities and the learning capabilities of our young people who are going to one day take over this country, take over business industry, our communities, our local government. Listen, I may not agree with everyone, but we have free speech here. The best way to debate is to have these people come here, whether it's a pro Jewish um, um, uh, presentation, a, a pro Gaza or Hamas demonstration, or you know, it's the same thing if, if if this is akin to almost, you know, quieting the voices of conservatives on on university and college campuses. And you know what? If liberals wanted to bring and put forward their ideas and they want to debate it in a, in a forum and ask questions and be learning about it, they should do that. No one won on this. The students didn't win. Hamas didn't win because if they wanted to, they should have demonstrated outside while the presentation was going on. But the school was again. Again, academia is falling on the side of this woke cancel culture industry. They're not shaping the minds of our, not teaching our, our young people. They're indoctrinating them. Basically, what they're saying is you walk away from a fight. You walk away from a debate. You walk away from learning. You just bow down to the loudest voice in a room, and you bow down to hate. That's wrong, and that's wrong if it's 
anything involving, you know, an IDF member the, of any other uh, presentation on that on the issues, whether it be Ukraine, Russia, otherwise, or even if it's silencing, uh, you know, trying to silence conservative or liberal voices. We should not do that. Let's have a full airing of ideas, of principles, of solutions, of problems. Let's not shut them out. All that's going to do is foster more hate. Well, Jesse, I don't think you could be uh, more correct. First of all, the First Amendment to the United States Constitution, as well as the Constitution of most states, certainly in New York State, is the First Amendment. It's freedom of speech. Freedom of speech means that you have the marketplace of ideas competing against each other and for a full and fair hearing on the merits. When you allow people to suppress speech, whether it's cutting them out of uh, media or big tech or uh, suppressing books, you are doing the wrong thing. That's what the fascists do. That's what the totalitarians do. They suppress countervailing voices because they're afraid of hearing another point of view. The First Amendment is a First Amendment because without that, you cannot have a free society. Without free speech, you have no freedom of thought, of ideas, of action. It's very dangerous. And what's really troubling to me, Justin, I just came across this within the last day or so, there was a poll taken and over 40% of the American people, according to this poll, which I, I thought was staggering, believe that there should be limits to uh, to the First Amendment. Well, I believe there should be limits to the First Amendment, too. The question is, what are those limits? The limit is not to suppress speech that you disagree with. The limit is don't call fire in a theater, in a crowded theater. It's also against hate speech. Don't have speech saying, kill all the Muslims, kill all the Jews, kill all the, uh, kill all the Catholics. You know, you want to... You want to have free speech, but you want to have responsible free speech. But hate speech is an exception to that, like uh, crying a theater filled with people, crying fire. You know, there's a very famous case that went to the Supreme Court of the United States, Jesse. It was in Skokie, Illinois. And the American Nazi Party, a right-wing organization, marched through the streets of Skokie, Illinois. Now, Skokie, Illinois had a very large Jewish community. The population was filled with survivors and children of the of the Holocaust. Well, the American Civil Liberties Union went in and defended their right to have that demonstration in the streets of Skokie. And the Supreme Court of the United States said, this is an unpleasant speech, but they have a right to, to do this. And I believe the Supreme Court was right, and I think the American Civil Liberties Union in that case was right. The problem with the American Civil Liberties Union today as Professor Alan Dershowitz of Harvard has pointed out, is they no longer believe in free speech. They have now taken the uh, the methods and the narrative of the far left in, in suppressing speech. So these are dangerous times we live in. Without free speech, we have no free country. Jesse. Without free speech, there's no free press. And we're seeing some, some you know, incursions there. And then that word incursion, we're going to be hearing quite a bit today uh, because it affects a lot of the topics we're going to be ta- dealing with. But think about it. Those 40% of the people, I bet you they're against, they're for, you know, curtailing the First Amendment, except their rights. Because those 40% of the people, I believe, are the ones that want to have their positions heard or not have to stand and defend their positions. That's what's wrong-sided with this, with 
this, this society at times, especially the liberal progressives, they want to suppress everybody else's speech and elevate their own because they cannot defend their positions. They cannot defend their principles on, on, and the goals that they set forward because they're backward. So, you know, I'm, I'm with you. The limits of free speech are on public safety, hate, yelling um, fire in a crowded theater where there is none. But we've seen this going on. We've seen this going on, especially in 2020, when it was big tech that decided to suppress voices of legitimate, well-respected, well-thought-out, well-reported, well-investigated the New York Post story on the, um, on the Biden, Hunter Biden laptop. Yeah, Miranda Devine, Miranda Devine, and by the way, John Casmatidis and I were amongst the first people to interview her way back when, when she wrote her book, The Laptop from Hell. And the fact of the matter is, Jesse, they suppressed that. They wouldn't let it out. The big tech suppressed it. The uh, the newspapers suppressed it. The Washington Post, besides the fact that they were accurate about this, they uh, they had a right to come out and talk about that book, and they cut Miranda off. The only places you could hear from Miranda was either WABC Radio with Casmatidis or or the New York Post or, or Fox. All across, whether it was social media, with big tech, other newspapers, uh, the so-called legacy networks and, and cable shows, they all cut Miranda Devine off because they didn't like what she had to say. Absolutely. And that's the problem here. Once you start curtailing one voice, you're going to be curtailing your all, all voices. And eventually, they'll get to your voice. That's why this is not right. It was not right what Berkeley did. Let the people, let, let this IDF soldier speak. Perhaps maybe his mind will be changed. Or he can see a different point of view. Or perhaps those in the audience could see a different point of view. Or maybe how it used to be when we were able to have discourse here in this, in this country. You know, we come to a conclusion or of an understanding and we respect other people's points of view. But no, hate needs to drown out the opinions that, con- that counter them. And that's wrong. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.